0: Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Okay. Now, the hymn you just sang, Before You, Lord, We Bow, who wrote that? Oh, man. Somebody in early church, that Francis Scott Key, wrote that. The same gentleman who wrote The Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Okay. Let's start with something really good this morning. We're going to wish a happy 92nd birthday today to Martha Hammond, who is one of our homebound members. July 4 is Martha's birthday, and so happy birthday to Martha. And do I have anybody else here who's got a birthday? I had one more in early church. No? Okay. Well. Happy birthday, Martha. We're pulling for you, and we're glad for you. Well, it's a day to celebrate. At least some of you wore red. You know, you get the idea here. A day to celebrate our country, our freedom, the many things we can do in America, but it's also a day to celebrate our faith, that we are forgiven people, that we are loved and God knows who we are. God knows who you are and I am, and he cannot forget us. Okay, finish this sentence for me. In God. Oh, you looked at a dollar bill, way to go. Well, I suppose we can finish it in God we trust. In God, we have faith. In God, we hope. In God, we're loved. In God, we care. In God, we rejoice. In God, we find a place where we belong. Oh, there's so many great ways to finish that sentence. Okay, now, I gave you this answer already. Who wrote the Star Spangled Banner? Oh, good, you're still with me. Now, The way that I originally learned that story was that Francis Scott Key was at Fort McHenry and the British bombed the fort. That's where the bombs bursting in air comes from and all that jazz. And that he woke up in the morning and he found himself alive and he saw our flag flying there with all 15 stars and thereby he wrote the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, but that's not the story. I couldn't believe this. Francis Scott Key was actually on a British ship out in the harbor. The HMS Tonnet. And he was there because he was trying to exchange prisoners with the British. And the British being kind of civilized, people said, You know, old boy, you can't leave because we're going to bomb the fort. So why don't you stay and have dinner with us and sleep here tonight, and you can leave in the morning once the battle's over. And that's what he did. He got up in the morning, and he had tea and crumpets. He got up on the top deck, and he looked out, and he saw the flag waving. And it's all history from there. How many verses are there in the Star Spangled Banner? Good, you picked up. I'm holding four fingers. You guys are bright. Okay. Now you'll notice up here, maybe, ah, we have the fourth verse of the Star Spangled Banner, okay? And it goes like this, O oh, thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation, blessed with victory and peace, may the heavens have rescued land. Praise the power that hath made and preserved us as a nation Thee conquer we must when our cause it is just, and this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner and triumph shall wave over the land of the free and the home. That's how you're supposed to end the sentence, in God. In God is our trust. And that's what we celebrate today, that we live in a great nation. We also live in a nation that's got a lot of challenges. And that we all need to figure out what our part is going to be in making sure we continue to be a free people. Okay, did you know that in Missouri, we have 70 people buried throughout our state who have won the Congressional Medal of Honor? I never knew that until I started looking into this, and The crazy thing is, we don't know a lot about many of them. Matter of fact, I went back and I was going to tell you some of their stories today. I thought that was kind of cool. And I couldn't figure out what, I couldn't find what they did. All I know is that our country thought enough of them to award them that medal. Alvin York. Alvin York was one of the most decorated soldiers of America to come out of World War I. He was a country boy, and he grew up in the Cumberland Valley of Tennessee. He only went to school at most two months a year. Okay, now for kids, that sounds pretty cool. But the rest of the time, he farmed, he hunted, he fished. They did whatever they had to do to stay alive. Well, York's father died when he was seven, and there was a time in his life where he kind of walked on the other side of the road. But at the age of 28, Elvin York met Jesus Christ. And Elvin York went all in with Jesus Christ. He said, this is how I am going to live my life. So it was very problematic for Alvin when the notice came that he had been drafted to fight in World War I. And he really struggled with that. But in the end, he went in. And God gave Alvin York a defining moment. It was in October of 1918. Alvin York's battalion had been ordered to take a hill called 223 in the argonne forest that's in france and this hill was embedded with machine guns and york watched his lieutenant two of his friends a number of other people all die and he was ordered to go to the left to try and flank these machine guns with 17 other soldiers and he did and those 17 soldiers captured that hill. Matter of fact, they captured six German officers and 128 combatants. There were, in the end, only eight of them left. York was awarded the Medal of Valor and the Congressional Medal of Honor. A month later, November 1918, World War I ends. And did they party. They had a good time celebrating the end of that war. Do you know where they found Elvin York? In a church. In a church praying. And when he got back to America, they offered him in endorsements and the chance to be on the radio and have stories or anything. He even had a chance to get himself on a Wheaties box. Okay, that's about the top of the rung. And he said, no. All I want to do is go home. And that's what Alvin York did. The Saturday Evening Post, for those of us who are old enough to remember that, The Saturday Evening Post did a story on Alvin York and they said this quiet boy from Tennessee went into the Argonne Forest and he came out a modest hero who gives all the credit to his God. Alvin York died in 1964 and he was buried on the grounds of the church where he had met Jesus Christ. 50 years before that. In his eulogy, this was said of him, if ever anyone lived out his faith in a way we might all learn, it's the boy from Tennessee. So on a 4th of July, we thank God for people who have served this country. And maybe this is a good point just for me to say in this sermon, thank you to all of you. Thank you if you have served this country to protect our freedom. Thank you to those of you who have, my daughter's in the Air Force. Thank you to all of you who have family members who serve this country. And most of all, I thank you if any of you in your families have paid the ultimate price of having loved ones, who have died defending this country. Do you know, I always marvel when I go out to JB Barracks to do an interment or a funeral. And I just stop and I kind of take that all in. You know, they do a 21 gun salute when they're burying somebody out there, and then they police all that brass, they have all those empty cartridges. And they give those cartridges to the family as a remembrance of the service to our country. And then have you ever seen them fold the flag during one of those services? Precise, crisp, quiet. And they fold that flag in triangles back and forth. And then they hold that flag like this. And they give it to the loved ones as an expression of thanks for service to our country. And then you need only look out, and there are thousands of graves and flags waving there to remind you of all the people who have served America to give us our freedoms. Well, let's say this. Freedom costs Freedom hurts, freedom remembers, freedom forgives, freedom embraces, freedom loves, freedom invites people, all kinds of people, to be a part of America. Oh, shoot, that's how we became Americans. Our great-grandparents came here, and they found a home. And that's why... The America we live in is great for what's that song of freedom that song of freedom is Christ is risen he's risen indeed you folks are slow oh man it's July if this had been April I would have said Christ is risen and you would have said yeah but not in July Man, I hate to see where you're all going to be in September. Scott, we'll have to give them cards so they know what to do, you know? That's the song of freedom. That language that you heard me talk about, the cost, the price, remember, love, forgiveness, there's a place for you. That's the vocabulary of Jesus Christ, of faith that God in the cross calls us free free to be his. And he gives us that freedom every day to sing that song, Christ is risen, he's risen. And oh. We're going to have to have lessons or something, I don't know. Yeah, I did, I did go too fast. But you got the message, I hope that we're free because Jesus Christ calls us free. In this church, or the Catholic church down the road, or the Methodists up the road, we all stand on holy ground today because Jesus stands here with us. And as you go out into the world this afternoon, you know, to celebrate the 4th of July and do whatever you're going to do, you go Because you stand on holy ground your whole life. Because Jesus Christ goes with you. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I'm with a bunch of the boys. And we're kind of talking about the 4th of July. And this one guy says, well, I'm going to tell you how I'm spending the 4th. He goes, I'm Lutheran. And I'm going to sin boldly. And I thought really you know but I counted to 10 to let my blood pressure go down a little bit then I said oh buddy if you're gonna quote Luther to me at least get the whole quote and say it right the quote is Luther says I'm gonna sin boldly but live in righteousness and faith in Christ more boldly oh yeah more boldly so in god in god is our trust <sighs> okay we have services at 11 o'clock too if you want to come <laughs> nah in god is our trust And let's quote Luther to each other again and say, this is most certainly true. Amen.